You are listening to the Keeping It Juicy podcast. Your main squeeze in nutrition. Don't forget to subscribe and click the bell icon on YouTube so you can get notified every Tuesday when we upload a new episode. You can also add us on Facebook and Instagram at Keeping It Juicy Podcast. We are live, everybody. Welcome to episode 52. We have a very special guest with us today. Uh, <laughs> you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yes. My name is Robert Kuto. I am from Turlock, California, I'm like literally the center of California. And I'm a dietetic intern and slash graduate student from Auburn University. So I'm very excited for wow. this episode. Awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah, our our goal for this episode is really just to, you know, share other perspectives about mm -hmm. the dietetics field and give some tips and pointers right. about what to do if you're trying to go to this route as well. And we're definitely going to try to be doing more of these, you know, interview type style podcasts in the future. So if you're interested, please let us yes. know. We're looking mm -hmm. for all diverse backgrounds and everything. Yes, absolutely. Definitely. So we'll just kind of, you know, dive into it. So what actually got you into nutrition? Well, I feel like this might be a very boring story, but when I was younger, we I did a lot of labor with my grandfather's garden and my grandfather's Portuguese. So we do a mm -hmm. lot of kale, a lot of potatoes, sweet potatoes. Mm -hmm. And what we do with those vegetables, we actually put, make it into a soup. So a lot of Portuguese uh, cuisine is... Mm -hmm a lot of soups so wow. a lot of importance of hey my grandfather was like hey here you go this is right here is a kale this is what's going to help you mm -hmm. be healthier and from that kind of from that experience developed into a love for helping other people finding the points of gardening and fruits and vegetables and kind of developed as as well too wow yeah, it's you know i my my grandfather was was a little bit older and he actually started to you know to pass away and he had a registered dietitian who was part of hospice and i was part of that that uh process and fell in love with it because he felt happy and i thought i could do something great for someone else as well too to make them happy right. and feel more of hope Mm -hmm. Right. And that well. and that's not a story that we hear about every day about a dietitian taking part in that. And that's yeah. not a boring story at all. No. So yeah. you have to be very you have to be very empathetic and you have to keep your emotions close to yourself. So you can't be showing it to other people. Right. You know, mm -hmm. that's the hardest thing for that kind of job as well too. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And right. I think it's you know, very unique as well, because a lot of people don't know where their food comes from. Oh, and yeah. having that background, and knowing where your food comes from, and actually how much work goes into farming and taking care of crops, it makes you value yeah. food for what it is so much more. Yeah. That's very cool. That is why farmers are such an important role yeah. in this process right. here. And people don't put credit into them, but I always talk about it with when I do a presentation. It's farmers mm -hmm. are a very important job. Continue mm -hmm. to support them mm -hmm. as well. Too. Yeah. So, is there yeah. like one thing specifically that you wish people knew more about when it came to farming, or what's your like biggest piece of general advice for you know the general public? To very honestly, 
be patient when it comes to growing your own garden because mm-hmm. there's always going to be trial and error. You have right. to plan something, kind of give it some care and some love. And if it doesn't grow, don't be uh, mad about it. Continue mm-hmm. to develop. And that's why gardening and fruits and vegetables is like a student. It's always, you know, you're always developing and you have to be very patient as well too. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm kind of learning and developing my, my niche on, uh, on uh, my dietetic internship. What kind of field do I love? And I'm developing right. that, kind of, uh, that kind of field for me as well. I'm excited though. Okay. So halfway, halfway done. There you go. <laughs> yeah. One day at a time. Right. So more importantly, <laughs> um, okay. if you did not choose nutrition, what other field would you have gone into, do you think? Or something else? I wanted to be a pharmacist. I wanted to do something in the medical field. I wanted to mm-hmm. to talk to people about medications, but I kind of fell off of it when I took my first nutrition class in, in junior college and right. kind of never went back after that because I fell in love with it and yeah. you know why not do that because my grandfather passed away uh my first my freshman year of college so that was something that you know why not just do that you know this is yeah. something I fall in love with as well right I mean I come from a family of pharmacists and trust me you're not missing anything <laughs> <laughs> they wanted you to be a pharmacist too right oh yeah they did don't do it kids Uh, (laughs) it's it's it can be hard it can i'm pretty sure it can be very hard to to go through a school because like for california there's a university of pacific and it had 10 percent acceptance rate and everyone completely gets off from that number and they decide not to do that it's like one of the reasons why i didn't want to do that they're just i didn't i didn't want to compete with other people as well too right right and nutrition is you know, sort of competitive as well. So we'll kind of dive into your experience being a dietetic intern and grad student. So what is the program like? What's your biggest takeaway? So my program is a distance learning program and it's part of a master's program as well too. So what I had to do was I had to take classes before I went to my internship. I took nine classes and that persists of one and a half years and I had a rotation last year and my biggest responsibility was I had to develop um, a plan to get all my rotations meet this, the requirements and be able to meet all of the requirements for clinicals renal uh, community outreach adolescents and and uh, teen health I had to do WIC as well for my outpatient and I had to make sure I, I met those requirements while planning each one separately and be able to fit that in kind of like a little puzzle while taking classes as well too. So my second year was the hardest out of my internship because I had to plan and get a thesis going and develop a program for my internship rotations. So that was the hardest thing for me as well. Sounds so like I, a lot of work. <laughs> Yeah, I had to be very patient because I had to talk to each one of them in July and start by next year, the year after that. So I had to plan things out. I had to be very patient. Sometimes they didn't follow up with me until February, and that was like the deadline was March. So I had to be very patient and try not to go crazy and 
you know, email them. Very stressful time. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's everybody trying to get into a dietetic internship kind of loses their mind for a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, I I completely agree. You remember me, Christine. I I was losing my mind. Like, I don't think I was alive most of the time. So I feel you on that. Yeah. Uh, So with that being said, what are your biggest tips in like trying to get into a program in the first place? I think you have to just be honest with yourself. You have to see where you have our perfect fit for the program. For me, I, I actually went into, uh, I, I, I went into diecast three times. I went into it. I went to three rounds. I never got into the first two, which, which, which was, uh, the February one and the one in November, I think, or something like, something like that. It was, I went to three rounds and that third time, which was the like two years of trying, I got into Auburn University because, you know, I had some experience with work experience. So if you're honest with yourself, try and see if you can develop yourself a little bit more after not getting in. If you do get in, make sure that you go to the programs that are a perfect fit for you. Each dietetic internship program has a, a focus and sometimes they focus on community. If you want to do community, be honest with yourself and go with that one and try not to go for the ones that are that are really not popular but not too don't set yourself don't settle for less that's why i always try to say is try to be honest with yourself and mm-hmm. try to see if you can mm-hmm. be able to you know you know get three or four and then kind of you know i i shouldn't be going to here or i shouldn't go here i should go here and right just kind of pinpoint it. So I feel I feel like there's a stigma with diecast is like in which you apply once. If you don't get in, then don't ever try again. You're basically shit out of luck. So, but people don't don't really realize that they they can keep reapplying or if they run out of the financial resources to do so or whatever the reason or. People always forget about the second round too. I, I mean, know. that's how I get, got into a program. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. feel like people forget these things, and they're not really taught in our undergrads either. I know from my undergrad, they weren't really taught. Were, were they taught oh. yours? <laughs> in mine, they weren't really. It wasn't a lot of emphasis on, about that because a lot of my a lot of my friends were very competitive a lot of the classmates were competitive and some people sometimes feel ashamed about applying for a first time and then they don't get in and then some yeah. people just fall off the, the wagon it becomes so, your life I mean yeah. it, it's literally all you do for months on end and if you don't get it the first time unfortunately right. a lot of people do give up and I'm happy that you shared your story about you know reapplying because right. your time will come but like you said just be honest with yourself apply to the ones that will be a good fit and you'll you know be on the right track right and that like what you said about competitiveness I saw that in, <laughs> I saw that with my graduating class as well which like blows my mind that we're in a field trying to help people, but we're still like darting, darting stairs at <laughs> each other. Like I don't, I don't understand the yeah. whole that whole environment or that atmosphere around Dykes. I get well stressed, but hi, 
Yeah, we're all we're all on the same bus together. We should be able to help each other out, not feel so competitive against. Like, if you get into Fresno State, which Fresno State has a really good program for us, and that was my second choice. And people are really competitive about it. I don't know. It's just the the culture that the teachers and the professors they put into us, and we it's like the, in the medical field. You know, you want to be the best one out there, and I guess any field like that, you want to be the best out there and you don't want to, you don't want to fail. And if you fail, people are going to have that room to, to talk like, oh, you're not that really good. You're not really going to, you're not going to be a good registered dietitian. So Mm -hmm. I hear, I heard that many times in my, my undergrad and I felt that, you know, what, it's completely fine. You know, I'm not really good at what I'm doing, but you know, I'm going to get better. And those are the kind of things you hear from from other students to kind of make them feel better about themselves so right and that's all you can do is just to do better moving forward you're absolutely right mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. yeah with all that being said um a lot of our listeners are currently going to be in an internship or currently in their internship so do you have any tips on how to be the most successful in your internship I have a planner with me at all times. So I... There you I, go. Let me, let me be very frank. You got to plan things out. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Well, you're, you're already 10 steps ahead of me. I did not have a planner. <laughs> oh, my, oh, shoot. Then you know what? Edit that out. I was kidding. <laughs> oh, my but God. I me, had a planner. I still uh, have a planner. <laughs> so, but for me, I think that it's really important to have a planner that gives you everything you need for me i like to plan things out month like a not like the weekly ones but like the monthly ones so i can look at it and see what i need to do for the month and then you know you go to the next pages and kind of get down some jot down some stuff that you need to do and just be ahead of the game i think what you'll need to do is get a planner or get something that's gonna help you with getting organized you know you can get like an an amazon dot whatever and you can have things on your phone to you know, read the things that you need to do for the day. Just something that just helps stay on you. top of it. Yeah, just stay on top of it. Mm-hmm. And the next thing is just be informed about the things you need to learn in during your rotations as well. Mm-hmm. I think uh, when when I was going through my renal rotations, um, they gave me a whole big packet of things to learn about. Yep, calcium, that sounds familiar. The bone, yeah, the bone management that, that was. A really hard thing for me because even though I had some experience in Alabama mm-hmm. and getting my my some of my clinicals over there, mm-hmm. I still wasn't really prepared for my renal rotations. Mm-hmm. So I okay. think that go ahead. No, I was gonna say I feel like in the internship, like you don't really understand. Like you can like read and study the information, but you don't. You'll never fully understand that information that was presented to you until you're actually in that environment. Yes, very, 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 very true because I use my fiance all the time about uh, doing assessments and mm-hmm. I you know, I had to apologize to her about it, but I think it's really important to get your, get your hands wet with getting assessments and be able to do a nutrition-focused physical examination on someone and that's really, really important. You know, you learn things in school, but you want to be able to practice that. And that's something you have a friend. You know, the second thing is have a friend uh, be able to test uh, test someone, uh, 
test something on or quiz you. Yeah, yeah, getting comfortable being able to ask some of those <clears throat> potentially awkward or not invasive, but you know what I mean. Those types of questions where it just flow off the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. You know, sometimes it's it, there's definitely a, a learning curve when it comes to just being comfortable saying those types of things. Right. Okay. I mean, I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just I was just gonna say after a while it definitely gets easier. Yeah. I mean, when I started doing the dialysis assessments, I was like, okay, let me read word for word everything yeah. that's on the sheet. But now I'm at the point at which I was like, okay, what? Like, let's get it rolling. Yeah. So it's really the, easy. The biggest thing is when you are talking to, to a resident, and this is a fail for me as well. When you talk to a resident and you see that, oh, you know, they, they gained 25 pounds and you want to talk about it and address them. And sometimes they don't know that they gained 25 pounds and then they get really, really worried. And, you know, then you kind of feel like, okay, um, how can I get out of this situation right now? How can I get away? Like, you can't just say, okay, bye. You have to, you know, learn from those mistakes and you have to practice on how to uh, approach a concern that the facility may have before the resident. So they've gained a lot of weight. You want to be able to, be able to practice what to what to say before you actually go to a resident's room. That's one thing as well too in a rotation for me. Yeah, I think it's important for everyone, you know, dietetic students, dietetic interns to know like there are going to be very tough conversations and you're going to have to have them and you're going to feel weird about it, but you just have to like put your happy face on and take it till you make it. Yeah. That's what I said. Pretty Everyone fast. in Fresno State would say fail fast because <laughs> you you're gonna fail and then you just might, might as well just fail right now and then you'll get learn it out of the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, very true. Do any other uh, fail moments come to mind in your internship at all? Uh, yes, there's one I had just two weeks ago, and there was a resident that was on dialysis and she had a huge kidney injury and she ended up having edema on her ankles and around her stomach and she was on diuretics and for me I think about okay look at the GFR okay if the GFR is less than a certain value you have to assume that the person might have kidney disease or prior kidney disease stage you know four or five so my biggest mistake was I went into the the, the residence room and I had that value in my head and I asked her, are you having any problems with your kidneys? I, I see that your GFR is at this level. You might, are you, have you been diagnosed with uh, chronic kidney disease, stage five? And I was, and she's like, uh, no. And I was like, oh my gosh. No. You know, thank you so much for your time. I got to go right now. <laughs> yeah. Never presume things. Like yes. the thing about fail fast. <laughs> Yeah, just, just go in the fire, just fail fast right now. I was I, I looking at her diagnosis and I didn't see it. So I was like, okay, well, I went in the room. She had uh, acute kidney injury, injury. So my intern mentality is, okay, well, you want to address, uh, you know, some concerns that she may have. And, you know, I learned from it. That was in the beginning of my uh of my rotations for clinicals, so my second rotation in clinical. So 
I, I learned from it and it was fail fast moment for me. <laughs> you know what actually cracks me up? Um, patients, even if they are told they've been diagnosed with something, that so I don't know what happens in their lifetime. I don't know if they forget or if um, they just somehow block it out. They still act like they don't have the diagnosis because you're not alone in this one. Because um, say, for example, the other week I was doing an assessment on a patient and one of the diagnosis codes, not just one, there's like different variations of diabetes on there. And then the very first questions I have is how often do you check your blood sugar? And she's like, no, not, I don't check it at all. <laughs> I was like, okay, are you doing anything in regards to your diet? No, nothing at all. I was like, are you doing any, are you taking any diabetes related medications? No, not at all. I'm not diabetic. I was like, oh, okay. I'll just, I'll just chart that and I'll be on my way. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, not alone on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People are funny sometimes. Especially when there's someone who's obese that they don't know that they're gaining weight. Mm-hmm. They're very oblivious about it. And I was doing this on my, on my page, on my business page that, mm-hmm what you can learn from an obese patient mm-hmm. it's more than just food. A lot of them are connected mm-hmm. with just how it feels for them and they love the feeling. They mm-hmm. overindulge a lot. So mm-hmm. it's yep. a learning experience for sure. Yeah. The, you know, weight loss category is a very, you know, kind of special category of nutrition and weight management. It's a lot more than just nutrients to you know, this population of people. So this is a good opportunity to kind of jump more into your business. So do you mind telling us more about that? Yeah, most definitely. I business is RC Nutrition Consulting. This is actually a very small business just run by myself. I try my best to post things on my business page about just how to help with weight loss or how to uh, address food concerns that you may have about losing weight, water. And I do a lot of videos and I made this, this, this small little business because I thought I'm really tired of people trying to trick people on buying their products, buying supplements. And I was really, really mad. So, you know, I don't want to be one of those, uh, those nutrition professionals that just complain about people that's why you create memes <laughs> yeah you know actually that is funny because that was the first thing that came in mind when they <laughs> just making fun of someone you make a meme and you kind of make it over exaggerated and it's the best thing people are triggered by it they're like you making fun of me how dare you that's all you can do at least that's what i can do <laughs> <laughs> it's how she fights back <laughs> yeah Fight the system. <laughs> oh my gosh. So one of my things is that I just try to make videos to help people with getting their mentality straightforward and this is not gonna help you. And you know, of course you'll hear people that are weight loss consultants or they're someone who's an RD that is focusing on obesity did that, you know, calories in, calories out, and you know, it's more than that. And there's more of an approach that I try to do is how do you like in, intuitive eating because a lot of my clients are people that suffer with how do I feel right now and let's let's sit down together mm-hmm. 
what do you feel right now? How hungry are you? And kind of have them pay attention to how they're feeling. And of course, you know, if they ever have any information they want to tell me, forward me the link. Let me uh, read it and let me give you uh, some advice on it. And of course, people are going to talk about the Netflix documentaries about nutrition. And that is the number one thing that everyone talks about with me. Oh, you know, you know this, this person said, this doctor said I should be a vegan. You know, how do you feel about that? If that fits your lifestyle and you want to do that, then, you know, go right ahead. Way to dodge that bullet. <laughs> yeah, you know, they always... Oh, I have to be a professional about it because I don't want people to go on my business my business account and then put one star out of five because he hated my <laughs> he hated uh, right. the Netflix special, you know. Right, right, one hundred percent. So, so that that was the one. That, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna ask. Um, does your is your patient population out of curiosity? Do you find it's more male heavy or female heavy? I mean, considering you're going to be a male dietitian, which is like a rare rare object, as it is, yeah, right, like a rare species yeah. in the dietetics world. Male, a male unicorn, like Andy the RD says to me, <laughs> pretty a much male unicorn, yeah. <laughs> so I my 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 client population is is women, and they're usually middle-aged uh, women that talk about, hey, I want to lose a little bit of weight around my area. I, I'm 40 years old and I want to I want to have you help me out. I want you to go to my house and I want you to assess my my kitchen or assess my the, uh, the way I shop. And, you know, that's something that I help them out as well, too. Do you I, have, you have a question? Houses? Yes, I do. Oh no. my God, I want to do that so badly. Yeah. No, I so wish there's... more people who did that because that's a service that a lot of people need. Yeah. I've been trying to do that for my Dallas's patients, but they keep denying me. You know what? The, you know, it's, it's hard. Dialysis patients, I've, I've, when I was in my renal rotation, a lot of them are just, uh, just go ahead. Okay. You know, and then they kind of feel sad about it and you want to help them out, but a lot of them are very, it's, that's something for me. I can, I don't think I would be a renal dietitian. It takes a special person because I want to, want to be like over. Why? Like, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it, the compliment. It takes a special person to do that because I want to be able to like, Hey, you know, let me go, let me take you to your house. Let me, you know, let me like, help you shop. Let me do this. And, you know, that's one of the weaknesses I'm working on is being grounded you know just stay grounded and just be right. about that as well so do you go and meet them at grocery stores or how does that like shopping thing happen so would they would no they i don't carpool with them i would meet them at, <laughs> no actually i pick them up from their house and i take them to the grocery store no but really honestly <laughs> we meet them at the grocery store the first thing that i would do is we'll meet them at the at the grocery store and they have a list, you know, it's required for you to have a list of things that you want to work on. And I want to buy more fruits and vegetables. And then some people, they would have a list and they would walk with me to the grocery store door and we'll pick up a, a flyer. You know, sometimes all things have on sale and then we just walk. And sometimes we'll address some things on, on, on the way. And of course the first thing in mind is cookies. When you enter a, uh, freaking grocery store 
and they want you to buy it because it's oh it's one dollar and 99 cents for 10 cookies oh my gosh it's a bargain and then they'll have sales then you just have to be very smart about it so just building strategies and help them be on top of their stuff that's something what i do on on a monthly basis i probably would have one or two grocery store tours with with uh, individuals and i did when i first started doing this business i did do uh ones with groups but yeah no good no no good a lot of them just had different questions they're like oh i did this i it can be chaotic yeah like a lot of them would be like oh i shop for this oh i shop for organic oh i did this oh they got some cheetos back here (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then someone like oh i had talkies he said all everything in moderation right and then they'll open the bag and they'll shop while they're eating and so it kind of got chaotic and i thought it'd be very important just to focus on one thing at a time yeah one-on-one could be a little bit more manageable i would imagine So that so, was the biggest thing from that. I no, stopped. Yeah. No, that's it. That sounds. I really like that idea, and I wish that was done more often. Not to. I mean, with everybody in general. So that's mm-hmm. a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you actually start your business? Let me ask that. I started in 2017, right after I got out of, of Fresno State. Nice. And of course, when you are a student, you want to be passionate about it, and you want to be. You want to tell people, okay, look, you can't, you you can't follow these people because they are selling you products, and why not just do that on like a on a social media basis? And made one in 2017, and mm-hmm. continue growing from there, and it slowly grows. Now a lot of people don't like what I hear, I like to say, but I need just be what honest. Um, I say <laughs> moderation is key, and you know. You know, drink your water and, you know. How don't, dare you? Yeah, you know, how dare me? How dare you have a mentality, you know, carbs are your friends. And, you know, people don't like hearing carbs, you know, and they just like, oh, they just get mad and they just like, yeah, they just, they just don't want to hear that. They, they hear that doctors are saying that no carbs and no fats and then you can only eat protein and they don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear balance. Exactly. Yeah. And you'll hear people that say, okay, well, my friend lost 45 pounds in one day. You know, why can I not do that? you hear people say that all the time to me about that. And they want to get my opinion. Mm-hmm. Oh my a lot gosh. of the same questions over and over, I feel. Because yeah. I get a lot of those with weight loss counseling You should as well. You should send <laughs> more of those stories my way. Yeah, yeah I could. I definitely, I definitely could, but... My biggest struggle is I try to stay uh, just to myself sometimes because mm-hmm. I want to enjoy my my family. And that's the biggest struggles I have with my business is that I want to enjoy uh, my schoolwork. And I don't want people to kind of think that I'm just trying to put myself out there just for for show or anything I it's it's a hard struggle for me because I want to be you know with my family I want to enjoy the moments but not be locked in a room making a video and sometimes it takes a lot of uh, from me because I wake up go to my rotations get back home eat and then you know this is my free time to do research or Mm -hmm. some stuff and Mm -hmm. or just be with my family so it's a hard thing for me as well yeah running a business is you know no walk in the park it yeah. has its own area of struggles as well. 
let alone going through an internship which is hard enough yeah Yeah. Yeah, that's like a full-time job as it is yeah I know it definitely is it's tough Mm -hmm. and people underestimate and sometimes people want to get jobs and my my biggest advice for someone is that if they want to get a job you know prepare to not sleep and if you're struggling with money you know it's okay to ask for for a loan and mm-hmm. you know you know that you're going to get a job after the internship and people want registered dietitians mm-hmm. so be very persistent about it and understand that you have to sacrifice a lot and for this business i had to sacrifice uh, my business for my family and to enjoy uh, being a student mm-hmm. so that's you know i often uh, say sorry all the time to my followers but you know, it's really important to keep myself sane and focused just like we tell all of our clients yeah this is key yeah do you have any tips for you know other nutrition professionals out there wanting to start their own business like where do you start so my biggest mistake that i did was i was very broad and the biggest thing now is that i'm closing it down to older found your niche yeah yeah so Find your your niche, or I don't know how to pronounce that. Close enough. I say I, I say niche, or I say niche. I yeah. say niche. <laughs> yeah. So for me, I you have to focus on what you want to who you want to address. Mm-hmm. So I think my I have a certificate in gerontological specialist certificate. So I think that it's really important to focus on that and try not talk to to older adults because they're very vulnerable and they have a lot of uh, polypharmacy issues and I wanted to focus on that. So my biggest tip is that you focus on one topic. And sometimes if someone wants to address another topic, you can talk about it, but focus on one thing at a time. And that was my biggest mistake I made in my my beginning of my career. This is a full circle moment because you kind of said a similar thing when applying to internships, you know, find the one that works for you. And it's the same thing with clients. You're not going to be a good fit for every type of client. Yes. You will get hell no. (laughs) Miserable really fast. You think you're going to help everybody. You have to find that right match, whether it's your internship, your ideal client, your job, so be it. But don't go thinking you're gonna please everybody. Everyone, yeah. I think the biggest thing is just know your limits and have a planner in mind and plan things out and have a calendar of what you want to talk about and address with your population and make a video on those topics on what your your clients want to hear Mm -hmm. so that was my biggest thing is i got a lot of feedback from people that want to hear about the importance of water the Mm -hmm. ketogenic diet and Mm -hmm. i kind of like spread my myself really thin and I really didn't focus on one topic and I think what you'll have to do is you make a calendar, you get a calendar and you write things on what you want to talk about and then have your clients or your followers suggest things that are in that, that realm. So just have a planner and then the first one is just literally to know your, your just figure out one thing, one, one subject at a time too as well. Yeah, good advice. Thank you. We'll move on to the next one. So are you using any of the information that you learned in your internship in your business? Yes, I am. So there's uh, the things about uh, the science about water or for my for my grad school, I learned about all the vitamins and minerals. I learned about 
advanced nutrition, more specifically on just what receptors attract different vitamins. So I kind of learned the the science behind vitamins and minerals, and mm-hmm. I talked about that in, in one of my my and my things, and mm-hmm. use my knowledge to help people uh, feel really comfortable with me and you know mm-hmm. believe what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. it's pretty much what that is is. I learned a lot of stuff in school and I was able to explain it really well. And people were like, wow, you know, a lot of stuff So make them feel comfortable. And that's something I do is water and mm-hmm. vitamins and minerals. And I get a little bit more specific mm-hmm. on just what, what, what happens during when you consume food and mm-hmm. what happens, what areas. And mm-hmm. I do a lot of uh, education on that, mm-hmm. but in person though, I, my biggest thing is I don't do a lot of, uh, posts on that because people are like this is this is too long this is like way too long and some people feel it should be a video and that's why i do a lot of videos so right i do i do okay whatever i talk about in school i try to do a video on it as well my biggest thing i try to do cool so is there anything that school didn't teach you that you wish you knew before you started your business and counseling and whatnot Uh um my biggest Hell thing is yes. a, a script i don't know like to literally be comfortable with talking to residents because i know a lot of stuff but i'm not able to even individualize what i need to say what's in my mind to the certain person no one teaches you real world stuff I, I think that's the biggest thing that i never really got from my school in my business that how do i dress how do i make myself popular how do i even be comfortable around people that want to hear what they want to hear and mm-hmm. if they want to they don't want to hear it, they close out and they you know they close their ears and they don't they only want to hear certain things so that never school never taught me anything like that especially mm-hmm. in my rotations or in in my uh my business as well too that never even was addressed in school i wish they had a, a class for doing assessments right. in my grad school so they, did they not have motivational interview they okay in Fresno State they had a we had a lab, but okay. I felt that it was only particular people that you would address like clinical stuff. It's older adults. There's middle aged okay. people, and uh, in my school we had a lab that was really each other us, and we right. really were you know healthy adults. Well, especially in the end in the end of the semester we're all malnutrition related to poor oral eating as evidenced mm. by like losing a lot of weight, poor sleep. And we make those jokes all the time about that as well too. Mm-hmm. It's cool, but it was, right. it was just us. And we never really got like a real world, older adults. Like just, an actual potential client. Yes. Or patient. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We never really got that. It was all just us. It was just us mm-hmm. students, really. And then they throw you in there. <laughs> yeah. And you got to sink or swim. That's yes, all. or fail fast, just like the, exactly what happened with the renal patient. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. gotta figure it out at some point or another. Yeah, it's a rough world. <laughs> how many? Um, let me ask real quick. How many students are in your internship class? I know you're remote, but I took a picture. I think it was like twelve of us. I think or ten. So. so- but do you guys actually talk to each other and interact? We do. Well, we do. We do have uh, Zoom meetings. We do have uh, Zoom oh, okay. meetings every 
every vegan first Monday and, and we'll just talk and just address things that, Hey, how are you guys doing? And I made a, a Facebook group on my, on my business business page to, to network with them and to talk to them about any concerns. So we do talk and there isn't anyone close to me besides Arizona. So we're all, we're, we're all far away. Yeah. 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 I'm going to be honest. I, I wish I got into a, a program that was in person. Okay. I think I would have got a lot more from it. And uh-huh. there's no problem with doing distance, but you just have mm-hmm. to, for me, I, I, I want to wake up in the morning and drive to the, to the building and, you know, talk to the professors and, you know, sit down and be able to physically do something like that. And sometimes I'm behind a computer and typing different stuff and you know whenever you know i have a really amazing advisor and he was really available and you know gave me his number and i call him whenever i can about research and classes and mm-hmm. i'm very fortunate about about that but i just wish it was in person i think i would have got a little more from it as well right. so wait so yours is at auburn yeah then you then you talked about being in alabama yeah i did i was there for three months in alabama for rotations for WIC, for uh, Public Health Department of Alabama, was there for a certain uh, two weeks of clinical over there, and I also was in a food bank. So I did mostly in my community rotations over there. Now, we, you, now you understand the South, basically. Yes, I do. I do a little bit, a little bit. Oh my gosh! People love oh, okra. Man. I was very fortunate to be part of a like a little okra festival that they have, like <laughs> okra ice cream. Okra fried okra. It's know. a thing. It's a, it's a big thing, especially <laughs> football as well too. Football is huge over there. I cannot emphasize how crazy it is about football. I mean, I think anything compared to California is very different. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah very different. Mm-hmm. So California mostly fires, gasoline, and then beaches, and palm you know trees. if you want to go for a hike, yeah, palm trees as well too. Over in Alabama, it's football. Football, and then maybe some fried food, and then you know occasionally not maybe definitely some fried food. Because <laughs> it's it was crazy because in the public health department they would bicker because someone's from Alabama and then another person's from LSU and then some person is from you know Auburn. So it's it's crazy. It's a really cool experience I got, and it was I was very fortunate about it. And I met all of my. Uh, classmates for one week and we all talk and we all hang out and we did that for an orientation and you know I'm very blessed with all of my classmates because they're all really nice people and they're very smart that's the cool thing is that I feel really comfortable because it makes me feel motivated to be to be on top of my stuff rather than you know, certain classmates are not really just you know just going by and they just want to get the degree and they just want to just graduate and there's people like that that really don't motivate me at all so I'm, i get a lot of energy from other people so i'm i'm a i'm a was it extrovert i think is extrovert i get a lot of energy from oh. out of other people there you go yeah. yeah and you are who you hang around with so right exactly. making good people <laughs> yeah. right so actually to piggyback off of that um which rotations actually stuck out to you so far? Stuck out to me so far. It had to be my rotation now with uh, with an organization in California. I'm actually going to be on Monday start um, 
my rotation with them again because it's two different rotations, two different preceptors. So I'm really looking forward to it because I love doing something that I'm really not really familiar with. I did mostly a lot of my community emphasis and I'm going for a community emphasis from a master's program, but not clinical. So I love something I'm really, not really familiar with and that's clinical stuff. And food systems and management was really interesting as well too. I was in meetings. I was part of the hiring process for cooks and aides. And I did a lot of the uh, ordering of foods and, you know, be able to do invoices and uh, to do, uh, they do in services. And so I did, I did two of those about hand washing and control uh, time, uh, time tech and temperature control. So it was really interesting. I love doing that. I'm not really comfortable with public speaking. So those are two things. But the one thing that stuck at the most was my wick rotation as a male, as a male future registered dietitian. Oh my gosh. It is the hardest thing for me to, to go through that because I'm really empathetic. I want them to feel comfortable. And some people don't feel comfortable with me being in the room and talking about nutrition and about breastfeeding and latching. So it is a very unfortunate thing for me. And I did grow from that experience to help people with latching and Mm -hmm. breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. But it was a very uncomfortable thing for me to see them feeling uncomfortable. Because they right. don't want to be, they don't want me to be there. So there's plenty of times where, you know, hey, can your intern just step outside? Okay, that's fine. You know, I'll I'll leave and give you guys privacy. And then whenever you want to come back, just let me know. And it's one of those, you know, completely understandable things. But it's it's also just one of those things that there's a lot of uncomfortable situations in this field. And you've got to be okay with them. Yeah, and for sure. Definitely uncomfortable. Yeah, you have to be mature for sure. As a, as a person, as a as a, okay, so I'm not. I don't want to say like as a male, but yeah, as a person who happens to be male and wants to be a registered dietitian, you have to be very mature about those issues because people they're going to talk about very uh, like bariatric surgery and they have a lot of loose skin and they're embarrassed by that and you don't want to be like making fun of them or you don't want to laugh or. You know, you don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. you have to be very mature about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a battle of its own. I'm sure being a male in this field because it is primarily female dominated. Yeah. So yeah, it's always awesome to see more guys actually pursuing the RD route versus just, I don't know, physical therapy or kinesiology or, you mm-hmm. know, one of those other sort of yeah. related. We're, we're, we're a rare breed. I yeah. like to say that. The unicorns. <laughs> yeah. So we have we had we had five guys in my in my class out of twenty six girls. So That's not a bad ratio. I think yeah. our classes were worse. Yeah. Well, That's I was a big very class. Yeah. We had, okay. So I'm gonna be honest. We had thirty six. We had thirty six, thirty eight students in my senior year, and a lot of people dropped out. So that does happen. So we had like 22, I think, or like 22 or 23. And all guys survived, though. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like a lot of a lot of people hated us for that. Because <laughs> oh we, we all stuck close together. We're all friends. Right. Yeah, right. That's, that's another thing people forget, too. Like, just because you're accepted into the internship doesn't mean that 
you won't drop out. Things will happen. Um, I've heard crazy stories about why someone had to leave an internship. So maybe that's a story for another time. But Definitely. definitely. So that concludes our episode for today. We really enjoyed having you and I hope you Thank you. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> it's an honor because I followed Dietetic Anonymous for a long time. Even <laughs> in my undergrad. Don't want to make you feel old or anything, but I did follow you. Oh my god. Hilarious to see those memes in class. I... Like you're like this to everyone, like, hey look, look at this, you know? Oh really? Hilarious. <laughs> it's yeah. a thing. <laughs> oh my gosh no i mean you're I, a legend <laughs> okay that's enough you're a legend <laughs> i don't i don't know i mean like i didn't think it would come to how it is today like i said it all started an internship everything yeah. magically starts in the internship you yeah. know yeah. don't forget guys we're gonna have also don't forget guys that we're gonna have giveaway number two coming up yes. so keep your eyes peeled we already probably announced our first giveaway winner by this by the time this comes out. Yes. So please keep your eyes peeled. This number two is going to be a special one. It's going to be the post is going to be up sometime after this episode goes live. So keep your eyes out. It's going to be the same rules. Uh, like the post, tag a friend, subscribe on our YouTube. It'll be closing on the Friday. We'll announce right. it the next. Day. And if you don't do all three things, you should have luck. We're not going to choose you. I'm just I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> check, so <laughs> yeah, so thank you again and we will catch you guys in the next one. Bye guys. Bye. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Keeping It Juicy podcast. Your main squeeze in nutrition. Don't forget to subscribe so you can join us every Tuesday for a brand new episode. Also, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Keeping It Juicy Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a review. Five stars, no less. On whatever platform you're listening to, or send us an email at keepingitjuicypodcast at gmail.com. Or if you have any topics you'd like for us to touch upon, shoot us an email. Until next time, don't do anything that I wouldn't do.